This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Dr. Dawn on Careers. Welcome to Dr. Dawn on Careers on Sirius XM channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Graham, and I'm the career director for the executive MBAs at the Wharton School. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success. We are back live in studio every Thursday noon Eastern. So get your career and job search questions ready because we are taking your calls right now at 844-942-7866. And of course, we have Dion and Dana here who make the show sound fantastic every week. Plus, they make it a lot of fun. So you heard switchers are the future of the work. Are you ready to reinvent? Give us a call, 844-942-7866. There's lots of exciting opportunities on the horizon for 2021. And if you're thinking of making a job switch, or maybe you're a new grad and you are in the midst of a tough job search, you are not alone and we want to give you as much concrete tips and advice as we can today. And we have a great guest to help us with that. So let's talk about recent grads because there was a study that was just featured in the Wall Street Journal that found that since the start of the pandemic, hiring for entry-level college graduate positions has fallen 45% more than any other category, making it even more competitive for candidates. So this is a tough market, and we want to talk about this today because there are strategies where you can stand out and land that job. To help us with this topic, we welcome back Robin Ryan to the show. Robin is a career counselor and best-selling author of 60 Seconds and You're Hired. The Los Angeles Times calls her America's top career expert, and she has appeared on over 3,000 TV and radio shows, including Oprah and Dr. Phil. She is the best-selling author of eight books, writes a weekly career column for Forbes, and has a very, very busy career counseling practice helping clients with resumes and LinkedIn and lots more. So, Robin, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. So congratulations on all of your success. Clearly, you've been in this field um, for a long time, but you also have somewhat of a personal experience going on with this right now because you have a college-age son who's navigating this crazy market. Tell us what you're seeing. Well, at not so I, I'm watching it up close and personal because my son just started day eight of the new job. Uh, and I will say to the people that are listening, he was one of the ones that graduated in 2020, who you know, had a job offer that was rescinded, took months to finally get another job offer. That finally started, and six weeks later, that company went under because of COVID. So it's been a tough road for these new grads from 2020. And now we've got the students coming from 2021. So you have a lot of strategies that do work. I want to say that it's a marathon, not a sprint. But students have to really put a lot of effort out there. You can't just send a resume out and say, okay, all right, call me. You know, there's there's a lot more to that, as you know. Yeah, there's so many so many topics related to this that I want to cover because I know that it is a tough market for everyone, um, particularly new grads who are who are looking for entry level roles. And um, there's a lot of data out there about how tough it is. But but you've you've kind of become the the impromptu career coach for your son and all of his friends because they're thinking, wow, you, we have access to an expert here who is going to be able to help us. So I'm just curious, just kind of what what are the core issues you're hearing that may be different from a, a regular year for, for these students who are looking? Well, if you – some of these students do not have an internship, and that's really hurting them because they don't have any, you know, experience to put on the resume. So for some of those students, I'm actually recommending – you know, apply to internships. At least you'll get some work experience to put on the resume. 
So that's the first thing. The second thing that I see is that a lot of them aren't clear on what they want to do. That's the student's responsibility. When you're the job hunter, the employer doesn't say, oh, we got lots of great jobs here. Now, what do you think you'd like to do here? It doesn't work that way. You have to be very specific. You have to know what that job title is. And then you have to be able to sell yourself. One tool that I'm finding very effective is LinkedIn. Over the last year, I've been doing a lot of work with new grads. And by creating a good LinkedIn profile for them, where we've got good keywords, we identify the job titles they're looking for, I also teach them how to use LinkedIn. I encourage them to join their college uh, a lot of LinkedIn's have, you know, alumni groups online. I said, join those. You know, there's so many ways that they can improve the success, but they don't know how. For whatever reason, they don't have you teaching them, Dr. Don. <laughs> so if they had you, they'd probably be doing a lot better. But, you know, the average student never goes to the career center. And so they, they don't know. They, they borrow a resume from a friend. Not a good idea. You have to know about the skills. Maybe you don't have a lot of work experience, but maybe some of the courses that you took are important to stress. So there's a lot of different things we can do, but I, I've noticed that most of them are stumbling, and when they see that the job market isn't you know, as wonderful as it was two years ago, a lot of them are just like not really looking. They're kind of giving up, and that's very disheartening to hear. Yeah, for sure. 844-942-7866. You're listening to Sirius XM 132. This is Dr. Dawn on Careers. We are live if it is noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, all hour taking any and all job search questions at 844-942-7866. And we are very fortunate today to be joined by the very successful Robin Ryan, who has uh, multiple bestsellers, uh, 60 Seconds and You're Hired was the first one I read, but there's plenty more. And she is known through the Los Angeles Times as America's top career expert. And she counsels a lot of people in the job search. Today, we're talking specifically about new grads and their struggles in the job search. And taking your questions all hour at 844-942-7866. So you just mentioned a lot of things, Robin, that I want to unpack individually because you mentioned internships, clarity on what you want, LinkedIn, and there's so much in in each of those topics that let's let's start with the internship. I know a lot of people had their internships canceled because right. of of the pandemic and so even if you were fortunate enough to get one it may not have emerged and um you know what I think that obviously getting experience in in the area you want to work in is great but but also I don't think it has to be in that area. So so for people who might be struggling right now and they're saying, well, my degree is in PR or marketing and I can't get a job in that, what what is the next best thing? Well, one thing most students overlook is a temp job. Go go look at the temporary agencies. If you're living in, you know, I would say if you're living in a very small town or a rural area, it's not an option. But in, you know, cities and certainly the large cities, there's temporary agencies. And they will place you in different companies in different job opportunities. So you can start making money immediately. You can get some experience for your resume. But it may not necessarily – I mean, it may not it's, it, it may not be in the marketing department. It may not be in HR. Um Though, I will tell you this, two of my new grads that were coming out in HR, they couldn't find anything permanent, but we were able to get them temp jobs in the HR industry, and now they're interviewing inside that company. So it's what I call the back door, and I think a lot of students and parents don't even realize that this is an option. Uh, So that might be a way to get some work experience. If it can't be in your industry, for example, you know, my environmental science student, he got a job through some connections as an intern doing business analysis, and he was very good at it, and so because there just weren't any environmental science roles. So if you're working, you're getting skills to put on the resume, and it says to the employer, look, at this person, you know, knows what it takes, um, has done this, this, and this, and you look more appealing. There, there's going to be a lot of blank spots, though, because I'm telling you, last year, 
none of these people got jobs. You know, most of them, there, there are very, very tiny few that got an internship or something. So now think about the temporary role. The other piece that's really important to this, Dr. Don, is networking. Tell people you're looking. Ask them about the companies they work for. If there's an opening there, ask them to pass your resume on so that you know you get looked at. Yeah, I totally agree. And I love, love, love that advice of the temporary role. And I I say it to people all the time because the hardest part of the job search is getting in front of the decision makers. And if you get a temporary role, not only do you get to meet those decision makers and you're front and center when an opportunity opens, but you get to show your skills. It's like it's like an opportunity to act out your resume and be noticed by people who are going to have other jobs. So I love I love that. I, and I think that's for any any level. If there's a company you're interested in, they have a temporary role. Don't shy away from it because it's one of the best ways to lead to a full-time role within that company. 844-942-7866. Are you struggling in the job search right now? Well, you are not alone. And there are things that you can do. Sometimes it's just a little tweak that can change everything. This is Sirius XM 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Robin Ryan, and she is providing such great advice on helping people to find jobs in this tough market. If you've got a question, or maybe you have a college-age kid who's trying to find a job and you want some advice, you can give us a call right now if it's noon Eastern on Thursday, 844-942-7866. So I want to talk about something that I know is a little bit controversial because I I am a career coach in a career center on a college campus. And I will tell you, when I was an undergrad, I had no idea that such a thing as the career center existed. I was a first, you know, first generation college student in my family. So, you know, and I was a commuting student at that, which, you know, created a situation where you're not really immersed in things. So I had no idea. Apparently there were four career centers. So, and I think this is still the case. Why, why is the career center or career career as a part of the college experience a, a peripheral event or an extracurricular when people are going to college to get a job? I don't understand. <laughs> well, we're focused on just getting through the day-to-day classes, just getting through the day-to-day social life, which is the utmost of importance when you're going through college. Um, And I think that it's not until people are seniors that they start really thinking seriously about, oh, my career. I mean, I'm seeing kids who are saying things like, oh, I never thought I'd really, I mean, you know, I had a summer job. It was like you were pumping gas. Not the same. You want to be, you, you want, you majored in economics and finance, you know. And so I think that they're removed from the world of work. And then when you ask them, some of them, whether, and it can be Ivy League schools to, you know, small state schools um, and everything in between. Do you go to the career center? No. Well, don't you think they can help you? No. I don't know anybody who uses them. So for whatever reason, the career centers, not on all campuses, but on some campuses have gotten a bad rap. Oh, I believe it. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why they're understaffed. They're understaffed. That was what I was going to say. It's not their fault. They're they're, um, one, one director at a large university said, look it, we are a stepchild very far removed from the parent. As in, we got no money. We're understaffed. We do the best that we can. And and a lot of times you've got to go through a para, you know, a peer before you can see the, the actual counselor. So I will tell you, yeah, most career centers hard. are in the basement of buildings. It's not it's I not even somewhere you'd want to go. People are like, oh, yeah, go to the career center. It's down the stairs behind the boiler. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I don't I don't need a job that yeah. badly. You know, and, and <laughs> so I, I'm just going to put this out there. Everyone can tell this is a hot button for me, I think. I think yeah. Dan's laughing. He's like, Don, is this bothering you? Yes, it's bothering me. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Career, 
coaching, career development, management, whatever you want to call it, should be a four-credit class that is part of the core curriculum for every single student. It should not be a peripheral. It should be a four-credit class that is taught by, by Robin. I think you'd be a great teacher of this. And <laughs> and it should be a requirement where you, I mean, I, I actually did teach a class like this, Robin, when I was getting my doctorate at the University of Denver. And I, I, it was a two-credit class. It was optional. And the students were like, Don, this is hard. I'm like, I know oh, it's yeah. hard. I mean, of course, I pushed them really hard. I'm like, you're going to do all these things. But but they got jobs, and, and it is hard, and they don't realize it's hard. And um, I just think it needs to be part of the core four-credit curriculum for all students because the, the contract you're making with a student when they come to your university is that you're going to prepare them for a job. And we, and you know, even if their skills that they learn in the classroom prepare them for the job, you don't give them the tool to get the job. 844-942-7866. If you don't think career should be part of the curriculum, you call and you tell me why, because I want to know. 844-942-7866. Okay, Robin, I'm, I'm kind of off my soapbox now, but okay, we know. Well, I will I will agree with your soapbox, though. <laughs> Thank I you. Think I also agree that every college and university in the United States should make it's a part of either an associate degree or a bachelor's degree that you have to take one class on career development that focuses on what do you want to do, identifying that, creating a resume, learning how to interview, learning how to write a cover letter, and how to, how to put up a LinkedIn page. Because that's a skill that you're going to use over your life. Yes. And, and you know, for, for students right now that are sitting out there, a lot of them uh, here, I live in Seattle, and the University of Washington is remote this year, so our students didn't come back. You know, they don't even have their friends around them to support them and tell them, oh, I found out this job, or I got interviewed by this company. So it's been a very isolating time, and yet I bet the university's career centers have all been doing Zoom classes and Zoom webinars that you could have participated in. So, um, But let's give them advice. Let's go ahead and tell them how they can improve LinkedIn or what they can no, do different. I, I totally agree. I'm going to get off my soapbox. I just have one more thing to say. This may get me fired. But here's here's why I think, here's why I think it's not happening. And um, because universities have, have tenure, which is a very, very unique, unusual thing in the real world, right? The real world doesn't yeah. have tenure where you're guaranteed a job. And I think when you're guaranteed a job, of course, you're not thinking about the job search and networking and how important that is to someone's career. And unfortunately, you know, most universities, the faculty are making these decisions. And so so I think there's a disconnect there with, oh, oh, the job search class, that's that's not very rigorous. And I will tell you, that is probably one of the most rigorous classes you will take if you took it in a university. Okay, but I will not say anything more about that, but you can certainly call me if you think I'm wrong. 844-942-7866. And I will take your silence as agreement. All right, so Robin, let's let's <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about LinkedIn. I have a question about that because this comes up a lot and um, people ask me what is my opinion on I'd love to hear yours. So people have been putting that banner on LinkedIn around uh, you know, open to work. That green that green thing that goes around your yep. picture. What? Oh yeah, I know. Uh, yep, I know you know. But our listeners may not know. <laughs> um, so what, what, what are your thoughts on that? And, and should people do it? Yes, no, depends. Okay. So I think if you have, uh, if you're an experienced person, right, my, my personal opinion, I asked recruiters. I went out and talked to, I was, I was able to um, talk to some in a group that we did. We did a big Zoom, and I was able to ask them, and every one of them laughed and said, like we care. Um, so the response that I got back was, it didn't impact them at all. It didn't have any, you know, it didn't catch their attention. They said, remember, we're hiring for skills. We know that there's people out there looking for jobs. We need to know, can you perform the job we have? And so my stance has been, I kind of think it's tacky looking and, you know, and, and so I personally have said to clients, if it was me, I wouldn't do it, but you make your own choice. And maybe for a new grad, maybe they think it makes sense because 
um, you know, in that case, I'd probably be a little more neutral. But it isn't that. You have to have the right keywords in the headline. You have to have the skill section filled out. You need to have that, re- that whole LinkedIn profile complete. You can't just put a little skeleton in it, a picture that looks like you're at a party and think you're done. So, but the banner, eh. You know, let's hear from your let's hear from the listeners and what they think. But from the HR standpoint, they said it doesn't influence them one way or the other. They don't even see it. They don't care. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Um, what do you think out there? If you see the open to work, if you're a recruiter, HR manager, eight four four nine four two seven eight six six is Sirius XM one thirty two. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Robin Ryan, who is talking all about how new grads can get hired. Of course, she is the author of several best selling books. Uh, including 60 Seconds and You're Hired, and she has a thriving business where she coaches people of all ages and levels to get jobs through building strategic resumes, LinkedIn profiles, interview prep, and all of that fun stuff. So do check her out on RobinRyan.com. And if you have a question, you can give us a call at 844-942-7866, but let's talk about that little green ring. So so first off, I think... I think um, one thing that doesn't come up and I'm just curious about, does it prevent people from connecting with you? Because if somebody reaches out to to you, Robin, and you're like, and you see that green thing, that green banner, um, would you think twice because you're thinking, oh, this person's going to want a job from me? Just curious. You know, I don't know if that's having that kind of impact. I haven't heard anybody um, mention that to me. I, the, the, the feedback from the public and from other people has been more negative than positive. So um, I know LinkedIn, when they created it, you know, Microsoft people thought this was the coolest thing ever. And, um, you know, some of the people in our space, in the career counseling space, said, oh, maybe not so much. <laughs> and, um, yeah. So, so I, it, it's not an identifier. The, I, the, the, I think that you... If you're focusing on just that and you think that's going to open doors for you, it isn't. And that's and we don't want people to make the mistake to think that it that it's going to open these doors. I don't think it's going to invite people in to say, hey, what you doing? You know, I work at such and such a place. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear from job seekers who used it because I'm, I'm not a fan because I don't like – um, you know, being in transition as part of your brand. Personally, right. I think you want to stand out because of your skills, like you were saying a few minutes ago, and because of what you bring to the, the workforce. Um, and I do know that you could do you could do the incognito open to work behind the scenes where you don't have that green banner. And that would be my my preference. But I will tell you, Robin, I love LinkedIn. I would love to work for that company. But but I think I think that you hit the nail on the head They They do such creative things. But sometimes, they're so they're so focused on the technical side of what they can do. It, it doesn't necessarily jive with what helps the job seeker. So I think we all, as as job seekers, need to kind of pick and choose what works for us. These tools are available, and that's great. But not everything's going to work for everyone. Eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. Using that open to work, is it working for you? What's going on? We want to hear from you. And obviously, the newest feature that we've talked about on this show is the new. Uh, video introduction <laughs> so so yet another technical technical tool on LinkedIn that uh, I will tell you I have mixed feelings about but I'd love to hear from from um, an expert what do you think I haven't pushed it um, I think it's too new it's not tried or true the only people that I've seen have used it and it's very 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 few has been people selling services and so, you know, the people who are selling sales services, the people are teaching you how to get clients off LinkedIn. Those people are maybe putting it out there. But the general public isn't doing it. And the other thing, too, if you're a recruiter, this is what one recruiter said to me. I am in my office. I got a lot going on. I got different things on. I go to check out their LinkedIn space. Believe it or not, that 30, 20 or 30 seconds is probably all I'm going to give their profile. And... If I hear the sound, I'm probably going to turn it off because I'm trying to look at do they have the skill set. So uh, it might be, like, I agree with you, it's a new technology. Um, I myself would love to also 
be a consultant to LinkedIn. Uh, I think it's a new technology that may or may not prove to be something that's going to catch on, but it's certainly not catching on now. And I wouldn't waste your time trying to create it. I think it's really hard for people to create something like that. To especially, how do I pitch myself in 30 seconds? What do I say? What do I look? You know, I think it's really difficult for them to do. So I would concentrate more on the pieces that are really important and the pieces that can make a difference. Do they, do, does the audience know this? The headline is the most searched part of LinkedIn. And for many of you, it's the default. It's the job title you had at your last job or your current job. And that's the default, and that's wasting that space. You want to have kind of the job titles that you can perform in there, maybe a little tagline that says something you're good at, or like, you know, focused in healthcare, you know, experience, uh, uh, you know, looking, you know, looking for you know, 2020 grad, looking for you know job in, you know, Fortune 500 company or uh, in the car, in the automotive industry. So that that way it it's helping to target it because those recruiters that are searching that and hiring managers that are searching that area, they're searching job titles, you know, and that they're not searching, you know, they're not, not out there just, oh, should I listen to their opening? I I think the jury's out on that one. It's going to stay out for a long time. I do not see it being coming really, really popular. Do you? No, but I, I think it's because it's not available to everybody yet. Um, I think they they tend to roll things out in waves, and and I know right. a lot of people have asked me when when will I get it, and you know I'm not really sure what the algorithm is behind how they roll it out. Um, but but yeah, it'll be interesting. I do think there will be a select group who use it, and I think if it's industry related, you know, you're in an industry where you're going to be speaking or media is part of your role, then it could be great. Or if you're trying to sell a product or, or build a client base, I think it could be useful. But but I do worry that we're adding one more thing in addition to the resume, in addition to the LinkedIn profile and social media and, and all of this other stuff that job seekers now have to to um, perfect and, you know, gets to the point where it's like, when is it enough? When is it enough? <laughs> it's like, you know, full-time well, job to get a job, which, which has always been the case. But now I think it's not only that, but you have to have a skill set in a variety of areas that that may not even apply to the job. Right. And and it's overwhelming. If you're just graduating, you're really uncertain. You don't understand the world of work. You don't have a ton of bandwidth and, you know, to to look at it and say, oh, well, yeah, that I didn't like doing that. So I'll do something else. I will say this. If you do get a job opportunity and you don't like it, you move on to something better. Move on to something else. But the the job search process, you know, their parents don't know it well. And most students don't have anybody to teach them. They really would benefit from a class on job search. On networking. I love that idea. It should be resume. part of the curriculum and people should get credit for it. I, I, yes. I'm not going back there, but it's very true. Yes. Uh, 844-942-7866. We're here with Robin Ryan, who is a career expert and author of the book, 60 Seconds and You're Hired. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We are live if it's Thursday noon Eastern, 844-942-7866. And for whatever reason, all of my pet peeves are coming up today so so um and and i think it's because ryan robin you and i know each other um and uh and yeah we've talked about a lot of this so it's it's um it's great to talk with somebody who understands me and speaking of people who understand me i'm going to do the pre-break quiz and somehow i find that that dion does not understand me quiz there's a quiz? Yeah, after all this time together, Deanna, although I think you're going to get this one. I do. I do, I do. All right, here it is. Some jellyfish and lobsters have an unusual biological trait. What is it? Jellyfish and lobsters, 844-942-7866. If you think you know, give us a call on SiriusXM 132. We'll be right back. You're listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers. On Business Radio.
Welcome back to Dr. Dawn on Careers on Sirius XM 132. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Graham. I'm the career director for the executive MBAs at the Wharton School. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and sees success if it's noon Eastern on a Thursday, 9 a.m. Pacific. We are live taking all of your questions right now at 844-942-7866. And hey, now that the weather is warming up, have you considered moving your workspace outdoors? Spending even just 20 minutes in the open air provides as much energy as a cup of coffee. Hmm. Well, might as well try it, but I'm going to stick with coffee, too. Um, We are here with Robin Ryan, and she is a career expert, author of several books, including 60 Seconds and You're Hired, and Los Angeles Times has called her America's top expert, top career expert, Um, and you can find her at RobinRyan.com, and we are going to go right to the phones here on SiriusXM 132 with Jen in Florida. Jen, welcome to the show. It's on your mind today. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um, so my question is, what what should I feel about the fact that I'll apply to jobs, um, and specifically in the entertainment industry, typically in L.A., um, like five months ago, and the application on the online status is still submitted. It just says some application submitted, and it hasn't been updated since. So, for example, I applied for an internship at a big company, entertainment company um, in December for the summer internship. Their due date was in December. And my application has only been under the submitted category. It never moved forward. I tried to email them. I've not gotten a response. You know, sent a very polite email. And it's really frustrating because I spent probably an hour or two custom making my resume for that position. And I feel like I'm a really good fit. And I just feel like the least they could do is maybe just send a response saying we've already found our summer internships. Now we're into summer semester and it, it just, it's just, it's really unfortunate. I just wanted to know, like, should I just shrug it off or like, how should I feel about that? Yeah, Jen, I'm so sorry that is happening to you. I know you're not alone and that, that certainly isn't comforting to hear, but I, I share your displeasure at the way that some companies treat applicants who do put a lot of time into the process of whether it's resumes or filling out an online application and then just just don't get back to you at all even just to say hey we've moved on or we've we've changed a direction and picked somebody else but um, yeah I'm so sorry you're dealing with that uh, Robin what is your advice for Jen well the first thing is it's rude that they ghosted you but they ghosted you and um, especially entertainment companies, these big ones get thousands and thousands of applications. What we don't even know is it's possible that they changed their mind and didn't go forward with their internship program. That happened a lot last year. You know, a lot of companies are still struggling to try to figure out people in the actual job space. So the, the sad news is this, probably isn't gonna happen Unfortunately, they didn't respond properly. But keep looking. Think if you're in LA, there's a lot of opportunity in the entertainment industry. And look around and see if there aren't service companies. Maybe there's advertising agencies or marketing agencies or other organizations that are involved in the entertainment business. Um, you didn't say what you liked. You didn't say if it was television or if it was radio or movies or you know what piece of it you wanted, but Look around because there might be opportunity, and the best way into those jobs is through networking. Talking to people you know, look online, see if you know anybody through LinkedIn who might know somebody who works there. Ask every single person because most of those jobs are found through connections. Yeah, I would say especially in the entertainment industry, it's a very relational industry. Some some industries just are, and um, you know. to to Robin's point, I think I think networking, even if you apply online, finding a contact who can at least shepherd that resume to an HR person or the hiring manager can help immensely. It's not going to guarantee you get a job, but it will at least uh, get you through the applicant tracking system and, and get you in front of somebody, which is is a huge help in and of itself. But um, how is your how well networked are you in this industry, Jen? Um, not very well. So I, I spent several months um, back last 
two marches ago, um, really starting to network on LinkedIn. Uh, and I made a lot of connections, but they don't really take me seriously, I think, because I haven't moved. I, I'm living in Florida. Um, I'm not really ready to move to California yet. And Then why are you I, looking for a job in California? <laughs> well, I would move if I got the job, but I'm not going to move there okay. without a job. And it's the internship. Yeah. Most of them, some I jobs will say that this, gotten, most of them, that, that may also have been something, too, if they saw um, – if they did a search and they did and they searched the location, look in Florida. Think about Disney. Think about all the things related to Disney and Universal. I mean, they're still in the, they're not in the movie business. Um, Disney movies is not in Orlando, uh, but there's there are things there now. Again, these are organizations that are all struggling to reopen. Um, look around you. What about advertising agencies? Try to try to broaden it out a little bit more, uh, but I think that that the where you're located um, has a big impact, especially on internships. Unless it's remote, you can also look for opportunities and see if they're remote. Then they don't care where you live. Yeah, I think radio stations as well. I mean, it may not be what you yeah. want to do, um, but but getting that experience in some type of media or entertainment in some form or fashion, even just like I said, in your local geography, is going right. to make you a more attractive candidate um, and may may entice them to offer you a job with relocation. But but if you're you're at, I don't see a lot of um, interns getting relocated for a job again. No. It just no, they don't. <laughs> And, and we are seeing people that are executives being relocated right now. So I would say concentrate near. Are you near a city in Florida? Yes. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking for a very specific kind of work. And I've been told by many successful people in the entertainment industry that it, you don't want to do things outside of your interest because you, then you'll get pigeonholed told into it and you'll never actually be able to get into what you're interested in. Like I've been told okay, that by be many specific. people what are you, that if, are successful. If, you, if you, you've got the two top career counselors in the country willing to help you, so be specific. What is the job title you're looking for? What, what specific, when you're talking about industry, be very specific. Entertainment's broad. Be more specific. So what is the job title you're looking for and what's the industry role you want? What industry? Radio, TV, uh, you know. Yeah, there's a couple, but I, the first, the, the ideal job would be something like a creative executive in television development. That would be the ideal career for me as of right now. Um, I am open to um, music, publishing type of stuff, but, again, if I tried to go in that route, then I'll get lost in it. And a lot of people are telling me that you don't want to do things that are too far off of your ideal job. Okay, so um, two of my family members, one had a television show for years. My one brother had a TV show that he ran for years, and they both are now directors and movie producers. So I know this, this space really well. All right? My suggestion is this. If you want to be in television and you want to be on the creative end of it, number one, you need to get some kind of experience and Possibly, too, an internship or if it's not paid, um, you, you can still work maybe on the production end. Coming right out of school, you're not going to work on the creative team. You just need to be around the production and the making of it and, ma- and being seen. Atlanta, which is n- not necessarily right next door to you, but Atlanta makes the most movies of any city in the country, and a lot of people don't know that. Um, They have a huge, huge studio there. So think about it in that respect. Try to drive it home, and I will agree. If you want to be in TV, then look for positions in TV. Is there anybody, do you have a PBS where you could, you know, volunteer there? And this may be volunteer roles um, because you do need to get inside and, and do anything. It's a type of business where you have to do anything. They need a secretary, you're a secretary. They need somebody to fill the waters, you fill the waters. I'm serious because it is from the people that they get to know and they start to rely on that they hire back. And that's how it works in that industry.
Yeah, it is. It is very relational, and um, and and Jen, I totally see your point uh, around you know don't you don't want to get pigeonholed, but I think at this early stage in your career, a lot of people try a lot of different things, and you may find that the area you want to be in is is not as exciting as an area you stumble into. So I think any <clears throat> excuse me opportunity. I love the idea of production because, you know, there's a lot of producers who who get, you know, help with get getting the talent on set and, and doing all the background work, which which does require a lot of organization and, and some creativity. But it's it's working your way up. It's getting in front of the people when somebody sees that you are committed to whatever your role is, like Robin said, whether it's getting coffee or, um, you know, d- taking notes on set it is going to get you to the next level because they're going to say wow Jen Jen shows up with a positive attitude and a can do attitude and does the job we want her on our next project we want her on our our team for this segment and so I recognize it's tough if you can relocate to a city where there there are more opportunities. I think that can be really helpful. Um, and, and even if you have to get a job doing something that's completely outside of your realm, like retail or, or something in, in a restaurant, I still think proximity, although the, for the last year hasn't been as, as important, I think in this industry especially, it's going to be important and it's going to be important for, for you to get your foot in the door is to kind of, you know, be in the area. So I do think that is something you should really think about and consider. Um, thank you so much for giving us a call, Jen. I'm sorry this this has been such a trying experience, but I think a couple of things that you want to take away from this, proximity, relationships, getting experience from the ground up and using that experience to show your transferable skills. That's the way you are going to find the opportunity that you want going from the ground up. Thank you so much for calling us on SiriusXM 844-942-7866. Are you struggling in the job search? Jen is not alone in her experience. A lot of people are getting ghosted, hearing nothing. Even after they've interviewed, they they don't hear anything back. Even after they've they've followed up with the company and it's it's Definitely disgraceful, but it's happening a lot. And I'm not saying that to justify the behavior. I don't think that should be happening. But know that you're not alone and know that in many, many cases, it's not you. Sometimes they had an internal candidate all along and you were never going to get the job. Sometimes they change their mind and decide to hire in a different department or not hire at all. There's so many things going on. So do find that network contact because then at least you know hey we decided to hire from within or hey we decided to put that on hold and you can recognize that holding on to that opportunity is is not going to help you 844-942-7866 do you have a question i'm your host dr don graham we're here with robin ryan and we're taking your questions all hour in sirius xm 132 but i think we should do our pre-break quiz so dion you've had lots of time to think about i have what jellyfish and lobster have in common okay i think i know this one i think you do too I've like had i know f- i have I think, a good feeling i think seahorses like the 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 man the the male seahorse like gives birth or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and a carriage so thing. So I think jellyfish don't have gender, I think. And I'm going to say the same about lobster. I don't know how that works in biology and that whole thing. Because <laughs> as I said it, I was like, that doesn't make sense. I didn't think about that until the words came out. But that's my answer. Jellyfish don't <laughs> have gender. Um, I don't know about that. I mean, I... I I don't think they have obvious gender. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> but I I I don't know. <laughs> I did it. Robin, do you know do jellyfish have gender? I got to google this. I have no clue. I, I I Okay, because I knew that you were going to come back to me. <laughs> and it basically says these are animals that can pretty much live forever, you know. That's what they have in common. That's the only thing I can find. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Dana, you got you have a guess? My guess was um that they neither have bones. Oh, 
See, yeah, that well, jellyfish don't. I think, I think lobster. I think they have an exoskeleton. I don't know. Yeah, they have an exoskeleton. They're a, a, yeah, they have the exo. The, the, they're the a crustacean. Exoskeleton. <laughs> Apparently, jellyfish are either male or female. Oh, but there are there are the occasional hermaphrodites. So there you go. Yeah, but that's that, the that's, that's that's not what I said. <laughs> no, no. Well, well, obviously, robins the closest. Um, they don't age. So huh. they don't age. Yeah, this has to be like, like, you know. But when you say don't age, like I, I'm not a marine biologist. They don't. <laughs> they don't age. One right. one species of jellyfish, the Teropsis nutricula, is considered biologically immortal, and yeah. it can and does revert to immature state even after reaching maturity. Now, while lobsters don't. Um, they they don't age either. They don't actually age. They can die from old age, which is really confusing to me. Because if you don't age, yeah. how do you die from old age? But anyway, we need a marine biologist. Yeah, we need a marine biologist. Like, <laughs> we need but, George yeah. Costanza. But I just feel like what what a, a cool thing like that that you know biologically we can learn from this. I mean, I don't know what we can learn from this. Yeah, but... I was I was waiting for you to finish that statement. Well, I you know, you know, the, they're they're doing a lot of of research on you know re, like the aging and and reducing that and coming out with all of these different hormones that they say are slowing down aging. I don't know. So jellyfish are are, are like Benjamin Button. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, huh. that was a weird movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked Dion saw it because you... no, 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 no. I know about it. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I didn't right. see it. Fair, fair. I should not jump to assumptions because somehow Dion no and I. Brad, <laughs> yeah, no offense to Brad Pitt, but that was a weird movie. Yeah, it's like Dion and I like have grown up in a different movie universe. Like, like we've just seen all different movies. But anyway, anyway, I saw the good ones and you saw everything else. Oh, oh! That's a conversation for another day. Yeah, and he just told me he he has an Android too, which I didn't know after six years. He's an Android user. I have nothing to say about that. I just didn't know. I'm on the good side. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna get calls now. Eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. You're listening to Sirius XM Channel One Thirty Two. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Robin Ryan, who is the author of several best-selling books, including Sixty Seconds and You're Hired. And we're talking all about the job search. And unfortunately, Robin, there's there is a lot of ghosting going on, and I I do think because people are not aware of the high level of how that happens and the low return on investment in the online job system, people are are starting to kind of internalize that and say, "What's wrong with me?" But it isn't really about that. So so no. what can somebody do who is having a tough time applying online, not getting any responses. Like, what if you had to put together like a step-by-step action plan? What should what should that person do to change their luck? So the first thing is make sure you have the best written resume you can. Customize it for for these new grads too. Try to customize it for the job opening. If they're asking for certain things, like for certain software that maybe you know or certain skill sets. Make sure that you mention that. Make sure it's listed so it will come up in ATS. And when you do apply, it's not about quantity. Really make it a quality thing where it's in line. Go ahead and apply. And then the next step is going to be look and ask, do I know anybody who works there? Can somebody I know pass this on? On a worst-case scenario, go into the LinkedIn group, that's for your college or university and alumni. Say, I'm a new grad. Does anybody work at such and such a company? And if somebody responds to you, then go to a private message and tell them that you applied for a job there and you would be so grateful if they would pass on your resume. I have seen over and over and over again alumni helping students that they don't know simply because they were asked. So that's something important to keep in mind, and it's a tip that most people don't do. Once you've done those two things, go on to the next application, because a lot of these big systems, if they're not programmed to send out emails that say, thank you for applying, you know, we got it, we reject you. I mean, a lot of the auto systems, when they reject you, they don't tell you. It just 
the system just goes on. So realizing that there's not just five people applying, there's hundreds of people applying. And if you're in Magnet, if you're applying to Google and Microsoft and Amazon and places like that, there's thousands of people applying. The next piece of advice, too, is while you're job hunting, work on your interview skills so that when you do get a call, so that when they do talk to you, you're prepared, you know how to answer the questions, you have good eye contact and good presence online, that you know how to talk about your skills, you know how to talk about what you want to do, um, you know about them. I, I think that there's a lot of mistakes that happen, too, when you get to the interview process. So as hard as it is to get them to call you, once they call you, you can't mess up, you know, because that's, that's in 80% of the time, you will not get the job, right? They usually interview five people and four get told no. So you've got to, you've got to really put your time and energy into the whole process. And those would be my kind of go-to strategies. Yeah, I'm going to pull out, I mean, they're all great. I'm going to pull out one that I think is is critical, and it's the ask one. A lot of us don't want to ask because we feel like our skills should speak for themselves, or we feel like we shouldn't need help, or maybe we feel a little vulnerable asking for help. But I, but I will tell you, it will increase your chances like tenfold to find a referral um, or to ask somebody that, that question that maybe opens the door. So if that's what's holding you back, that is going to change your world just asking. So, so Robin, I have as- a fact on that. Wait a minute. I'm going to share a fact. Okay. 7% of applicants are through referrals. But of those people that are referred, 43%, almost half of them get hired. So taking the time to find the referral is really worth it when you realize it ups your chances dramatically and so keep that in mind. That, that's the strategy that I highly recommend you use. Look for referral. Get somebody. Apply online. Always do that. But then find somebody else that works there that can pass the resume along too. Yep. You both. Yep. Well, well said. So, Robin, thank you so much for being here today and for all the work you're doing to help hundreds of people find jobs every day through your coaching on resume writing, interview prep, LinkedIn profiles, and so much more. Where can people find you, find your books? If they're interested in coaching, where can they reach out to you? So, a couple of things. One, you you should connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Robin Ryan, R-O-B-I-N-R-Y-A-N. My website's my name, RobinRyan.com. And uh, you can go you can go both places. You'd be able to email me. The books are available. I have eight of them. They're all available, like winning resumes and as well as 60 Seconds You're Hired, available on Amazon. And uh, if you reach out to me on LinkedIn, you know, join my network. I have over 3,000 HR and recruiters, part of my LinkedIn network. So kind of an advantage there. Yeah, there you go. To, to, to connect with me. Yeah, so definitely do that. As you can hear, it's very hard not to find a ton, not to find Robin. Check out her articles on Forbes. There's so much great free advice that comes through there. And um, do reach out, do follow Robin, because whether you're in a job search today or whether you're, you're going to be in one soon, and we all will be in another one probably soon, um, you want to have the best skills and strategy for that job search. Hey, you've been listening to Sirius XM 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. Dr. Don on Careers is live every Thursday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And if you've missed an episode, you can subscribe to Dr. Don on Careers on iTunes to catch all of the former episodes that we've done. Thanks to Dana and Dion. Of course, all of our listeners, we love being with you every week. And we will see you next time. Insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.